0: And now, here's your host, Tom Barton. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Believe in the Ivy League. I am Tom Barton. We have a lot to talk about today. A lot of good games last week. Good preview the games this week as well. Hope everybody's enjoying the last of September. That's going to be it. We're moving into October. It's flying by. I mean, the this, this season's already, uh, we're going into week three here in the Ivy League schedule. Guys, go check me out at com. Tom Barton Sports over on Twitter. Tom Barton Sports over on YouTube. If you want to get in touch with me, it is at TomBartonSports. Tom Barton Sports at gmail.com. So, look, a lot of the things that I, I talked about last week, again, came to fruition. Uh, I, I was basically a prophet in week one, but in week two, they basically came to fruition. And, and i have definitely looking at this and saying I, I've looked at this situation. I've spoken to people In the business, and look, we have to reassess what we think of these Ivy League teams. We really do. There's a couple of teams that we have to reassess. So let's get into the reassessment. Let's look forward to this week and see what we have going on. Look, first and foremost, Friday night, what a game. Harvard beats Brown 34-31. Harvard jumps into the top 25. They are the number 25th ranked team uh, in the FCS Bowl, but they are number 25. They rallied from a 10-point deficit in the first quarter. They put up 14 in the second and then never looked back. What a great win. Look, um, it was a great night game for Harvard, which, you know, I don't know if you've ever been to Cambridge for those night games. It really is a fun environment. 15,800 fans showed up to the stadium. It was a really great environment uh, to go out there for Harvard to, to get that kind of win. Brown is a quality opponent, a quality team, but it was coming back Taking on Wilcox, who had 366 and was going through the air. Uh, McLaughlin just ran the day. 16 carries, 152 yards, and a touchdown. And I think we have to look at Harvard the way that I did in the preseason. Look, I like Harvard in the preseason, and, and I had somebody write me and say, you know, I watch some of your YouTube videos, and, and you have a Harvard H behind you. Yeah, I do. You know, I, I do have the Harvard H behind me. I, I, I'm a Harvard guy. Um, but that doesn't mean that I, I blindly look at anything. Look, to me, I look at Harvard, and I saw a very competitive team that I really thought could win this division. I thought that they could win this conference. I thought that they were going to be a little underrated this year, and that's exactly what they've turned out to be. It's exactly what they've turned out to be. So it wasn't me just having my crimson-colored glasses on. Let's go into Saturday. Here's a team we, like I said, we have to start reassessing teams. Here's a team we have to reassess, not just because of their 0-2 record, but because of how it was done. Cornell goes into Connecticut and beats Yale 23-21. Yale drops now to 0-2. And I said last week that Wang was very dangerous. I understand that. But this is a game Yale had to win. They want to be taken seriously. By the way, Cornell goes to 2-0. And I don't want to bury the lead here. Cornell goes to 2-0. But Yale had a 14-0 lead in this game. You're at home with a 14-0 lead. You can't lose that game if you want to be consider- considered a serious contender. Yeah, they had a 14-3 lead going into the locker room at the half. You just can't You can't lose this game if you're Yale and you want to be a contender. Meanwhile, maybe we overlooked Cornell. Is Cornell a contender? Is Cornell somebody that we have to turn around and say, wait a minute, maybe Cornell is a player here. Because now they're 2-0. And I think we have to start looking at this and and kind of saying, okay, this is the situation. We have to reassess some teams. How about Princeton? After I gave them full credit last week for what they did going on the road, they're at home as well against a bad Bryant team. Don't make it out to be Bryant's a good team. I I know they got four games under their belt. They're a bad team. They go into Princeton, and they win that game. And another game where I know it was defense, they win 16-13. It was a defensive lane game. I get it. Uh, I get we had a lot of weather this week. I I, I don't care. You're up 6 nothing, 6-0 six, nothing going into the half. 6-3 game going into the fourth. And you lose a game at home. Another team, look, it's not a conference loss, okay? So uh, that that's okay. But another team at home in the Ivies that go down, I think we have to reassess. Columbia, I thought they would struggle against Georgetown. I didn't give Columbia any credit here. I thought that they would struggle. They win 30 to nothing and blasted Georgetown. Absolutely fantastic. Bell was efficient. Jenkins, four receptions, 119 in a touchdown. Uh, it, it was an overall great game by Columbia. Dartmouth wins at home against Lehigh in a game I thought was going to be an under game. Uh, Lehigh is a team that, you know, plays to a slow pace. Dartmouth just brought out their offense, 34-17. And... and you know, you could go to Jones, who's 17 carries, 99 yards with to a touchdown, but it was a full-team effort. Full, Not a lot of passing in this game, but a full-team effort. The defense really came to play here um, for, for Dartmouth and, and step up. And then Penn goes on the road and beats Bucknell in a game that, look, Penn could have dropped that game. That's a, a good road win, 37-21. Again, they brought their offense here, saying 354, three touchdowns. He did have two picks. It's gonna, those mistakes could come back to hurt him. Richardson, 12 receptions, 139 yards and two touchdowns. So, look, what I'm looking at is, look, good win by Penn. You can very easily drop that one on the road. Uh, nice win by Dartmouth at home. You got to win that game. Columbia, opened my eyes up. That, that, that shocked me of how they handled Georgetown with that, that ease. Princeton and Yale going down at home. I, I mean, stunning. And Harvard, Harvard is now just taking center stage. They are the team to beat in this conference. They are the team to beat in this conference until further notice right now. So let's go to this week's schedule. Columbia goes on the road now to take on Princeton. Princeton at home Friday night, Powers Field, Princeton Stadium. Here we go, seven o'clock at night. This is a must-win game now for Princeton. It, it becomes—I don't care how early in the season is—it is, it is an absolute must-win game. You can't drop a game at home in overtime that you had the lead at the half in the fashion that they did. Columbia looked good though. Thirty points, thirty to nothing over Georgetown. You can't—you can't overlook that. And I think Columbia is going to try to get this thing working, but it, they have to stop the running game of Princeton. Princeton is going to live and die by their running game this year. I know they can throw the ball, but Princeton's going to run and die. And Stenstrom does make mistakes. Got two picks in two games, right? So he, he makes some mistakes for a team that doesn't throw all that much. But Volker's a guy you needs to stop. 33 carries, 231 and two touchdowns so far in the year. Columbia have a, to have a chance. Look, we're going to reassess this conference. But I think after two weeks, we can start to see a couple of things. If Princeton loses this game, all, all, all hell will break loose in New Jersey, right? And Columbia, if they can win this game, suddenly Columbia's going to say, look, start taking notice of us. I think Princeton has to win this game. I think they'll be a favorite in this game. I think they'll be a large favorite in this game. They probably will win the game. I don't know if they deserve to be a large favorite. Not from what I've seen from them. Not at all. Yale, again, simple spot, must win. You're up against Morgan State, okay? A very beatable opponent. They're one and three on the season. Morgan State is not a conference game, so I get the conversation. Well, it's not really a must win. Morgan State doesn't score points, okay? Put up 17 and 10 the last two weeks at home, 21 before that, and 17 before that. They don't score points. Yale has to come out here and, and just kind of reestablish themselves. I know it's not a conference game. It doesn't matter. You cannot lose back-to-back home games. And Yale is 0-2. You go 0-3 and you lose back-to-back home games? I I don't care if it's in conference or not. You can't do that. And just like them, uh, look, you're going to have to keep the ball on the ground. And I know that Grooms is leading the way, but Yale's got to find a running back that can can complement their running quarterback. They've got to be able to find a running game that could complement him. Central Connecticut travels to Brown. Uh, not as easy a game as it seems. Look, Wilcox is absolutely fantastic right now. 721 yards and four touchdowns. He is by far the best quarterback in this conference uh, when you're looking at pure statistics. I, I mean, by far. And it may stay like that. Central Connecticut gives up a ton of points. 33 and 38 points the last two weeks. So I expect lots more stat padding here for Wilcox and, and Brown. Brown is a team that can give up some points. Okay, but I expect some stats, stat padding. Uh, meanwhile, Central Connecticut is going to try to keep it on the ground. They're going to do all they can. They haven't been able to keep the, uh, establish their running game and keep their kind of game plan intact here because they've been down, because they're always just constantly down. Penn, Dartmouth, conference game, here we go. Penn looking good at 2-0. Dartmouth a nice win last week. Uh, saying, like I said, he's a very – Penn's quarterback is really, really talented but he makes mistakes. Besides the three interceptions, he makes crucial errors. Now, he's not really made crucial errors in that crucial spot. Um, You want to call him a little bit of a gunslinger? I guess at the Ivy League level, this is as close as we're going to get to a gunslinger, sure. But it doesn't always produce results. If he's able to, you know, not only I, Richardson, who's going to be fantastic, if he's able to sort of zone in, and this is a contrast of style, if he can zone in and not make mistakes, they're going to win this game at home. But if they start to make mistakes and then you give Dartmouth and that dynamic running game with Jones uh, and let him get established, Dartmouth would very easily take this game. This is Here's another one. I think that the line, I think that Penn's probably going to win the game. But it would not shock me to Dartmouth. And I think that the line is probably going to be indicative of Penn winning relatively easily. And I'm looking at Dartmouth and saying, yeah, I'm not counting them out. If they can get their running game going and, and the quarterback makes some mistakes for Penn, this could go the wrong way. Colgate-Cornell, Cornell's 2-0, Colgate's 0-4. Colgate's in a bad way, okay? Cornell suddenly has me paying attention. I know, again, here we go, non-conference game, it doesn't matter. Colgate didn't score a point against Syracuse, got blown out by Villanova, 42-19, came back, scored six points against Penn and seven points against Holy Cross. Colgate can't score. Colgate can't score, guys. I mean, it's just that simple. And you turn around and you look at, uh, you know, what Cornell has done. We have to start paying attention at 3-0. If they can win this game, at 3-0. They went into Lehigh and won. They went into Yale and won. I know it's a three-point game and a two-point game. I don't care. Okay? I don't care. They got Colgate this week. Then they go into Harvard next week. Look ahead a little bit. You go into Harvard at 3-0, all of a sudden, that could be a fun game. That could be interesting. I, I do think they win this game, win it rather handedly. I'd be shocked. Look, they've uh Cordell's not allowed more than three touchdowns, right? I mean, their defense is pretty, pretty good, even though they're not scoring much. I mean, this is uh this this has underwritten all over it. What are we setting the over-under at like 38, 36? You know, and we're still taking the under. And then the game of the day is five o'clock on Saturday. Harvard against Holy Cross. I have been singing the praises of Holy Cross all year. I think they're a really, really good team. To me, a Holy Cross uh, top ten FCS team. I, I really believe that. And I thought that before the year, and I mentioned that d- during the year. Uh, they have everything that you want, and Sluka is just absolutely fantastic. I mentioned numbers. How about this? Through four games, seven hundred and eighty-one yards, ten touchdowns, one pick. Okay, he is he is very potentially the best quarterback in in, in the conference. I mean, I mean, you could argue the best quarterback at this level. He's really that good, guys. And Harvard wants to establish themselves. Again, here's a tough road matchup for Harvard, but if you want to be that team, you want to step head and shoulders, this is a game you go out there and you win. And if you win this game, the national media will start to take, take attention as much as they pay attention to the Ivies, uh, to this, okay? I had Holy Cross against Boston College plus eight. They lost by three. That's their only loss of the year. They came back. I thought that it would be a tough game against Yale, but I thought that they would win against Yale going into Yale, and I did tell you guys that. They won handedly, 49-24. Last week against Colgate, Colgate's a joke, 47-7. They've scored 42, 49, and 47 points in all the games that they played that were not against Boston College, okay? Not against an ACC opponent. They put up 40 points in every single game, non-ACC opponents. Harvard, meanwhile, as good as they are, Okay, they did just let up 31 points to Brown. They also scored 45 and 34, so you want to talk overs? Yeah. You know, this is over city, guys. I expect a lot of scoring, a lot of fun, and I want to say that Harvard's going to come out on top. Holy Cross should be a, a, not a substantial one. They should be a solid favorite here. I would like to say Harvard should come out on top. And I told you guys at the top, I'm not going to look at things through in my Harvard-colored glasses. I would love Harvard to come out on top. Still think it's in the cards. I think Holy Cross is just too good this year. I really do. It's sort of the same thing as the Yale game, my my concept of the the Yale game, of how I looked at them in Boston College. I just think he's an amazing quarterback that can't be stopped. So, look, I hope that uh, we, we get a different outcome than I'm predicting. But overall, it should be a really good weekend. We are reassessing the Ivy Leagues on the fly here and we are setting up for what could be a potential really good weekend next weekend as well. This weekend, this past weekend opened our eyes. This weekend's going to do even more so as we get now into more conference play. All right, guys, that's going to do it for me. Check me out at TomBartonSports.com. Tom Barton Sports over on Twitter. Have a very good weekend, everybody. Thank you for listening to Believe.